Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by my bud Dave. Hi. And we've got someone stumbled into the episode. I don't know how he got here. It's not that time of the... Through the chimney? (laughs) Through the chimney, yes. (laughs) 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 uh, He's usually not here with us this time of the year. He doesn't join the podcast during the most cheerful, festive, and we're talking whimsical, I guess, festivities. Sure. He does not join us this time of the year. Also, this episode doesn't involve a gourd of any kind. (laughs) So... This is this is something different. Changing it up. We've got Adam, aka Great Pumpkin Project, back on the show. Welcome back again. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's a brief two months, you know, been, hiatus. And then much. bring a bring on hipster Santa and we're good. <laughs> hipster Santa. There you, he is. you know, you know what? You're looking like you're looking Chris Kringle-ish right now. So I can see it. That's amazing that you're wearing a a Christmas Danzig T-shirt. All he wants for Christmas is your skull. That's amazing. That's (laughs) fucking great. That's perfect. I just noticed that. So I'm happy we got the live reaction on the podcast. That's fucking great. I just realized that. At first, I thought it was a Black Christmas t-shirt. And then I was like, whose face is that? It's 8-bit looking dancing. Holding someone's head. Perfect. Yo, dancing. You think dancing is a big Christmas fan? There was got uh, those pictures that came out last year or something oh, where yes. it was like wrapping pink, cutting with pink scissors. Like the poor man can't do anything without getting judged. Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. I forgot about that. Like that infamous like photo of him holding groceries that everyone loves. God. Have you seen that one? No, he's got to eat, right? The cat. The, yeah. God forbid he gets his cat litter. Yes, exactly. People just made fun of him because it's like him. Hold- there's like a picture, I think, of him holding groceries. And then there's one of Stone Cold Steve Austin holding he's like a, four yeah, bags. He's just like us. <laughs> people forget these people he's are human. Like he's. I don't know if Danzing is just like us. He is definitely a different no. breed. He's definitely a different type of human. But he's from New Jersey. Yes, he is. Listen, Misfits. Danzing era misfits, some of the best. Yo, Danzing's like first three albums, or even, maybe even four. You're right. Fantastic. They're very good. Very good. So I don't care. I've seen the misfits with Danzing live. One of the best. I did ex- twice. Yes, one of the best experiences ever. Haunted Hangover loves Danzig. So yes. Shout out to Glenn. <laughs> like we know him personally. You're listening, Glenn. <laughs> if you're listening, Glenn. If you're listening, Glenn, you do what you want to do with your. With your wrapping paper and your scissors this holiday season. And your skulls. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. your skulls, yes. Merry Christmas, Glendazic. <laughs> Probably do. He definitely owns several human skulls somewhere in his home, I'm sure. For sure. Probably. But that's enough gushing about Glendanzig <laughs> at the top of the show. Because we're, 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 talking, we're talking iconic Santas once again. Fourth time here. Fourth time's the charm. That's and, it. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, and and you know what, Adam, you're always with us talking iconic jack o' lanterns. I wanted to confuse you, throw you <laughs> off a little bit, and have you back on talking Chris Kringle, Saint Nick, I, Papa I, Noel, whatever other names he has. <laughs> I was I was super excited to do this because it's easier than the pumpkin thing because I knew like my picks off the bat were easy, and um. 
I mean, there's a million options, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. You know? So I just I, uh, I just I love how pumpkins are more difficult than Santa for the Halloween lovers here, the all three of us. <laughs> it's, I mean, iconic. It's it's finding the what's the what's the term iconosity iconography of a <laughs> of a pumpkin is more difficult than for Santa Claus. But I didn't know this was the fourth time you did it until you just told me. So I was like, really? But it's not. You know, it's not. Um, surprising that you could easily do four of them and then when you said you haven't used my picks then i'm good so yeah it's it's funny because and we always say this whenever we do these episodes the word iconic it's a personal choice it's iconic to us yeah it's a loose term yeah so you know they don't have to be iconic like oh this is the one everyone knows from pop culture it's iconic to us or ones we find interesting that's the definition in Haunted Hangover, in the Haunted Hangover yeah. Dictionary. Iconic. Quite different. It's basically what just whatever's in pop culture, so. And whatever we cooler, like. Yeah. I think it's cooler putting somebody onto something they don't know already. Right, absolutely. So. Ex- exactly. Now, before we go into our six picks between the three of us, uh, Adam, two things. When did you find out that Santa Claus was not real. Hopefully I'm not spoiling it for you right what? now on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, I thought he uh, was real. <laughs> um all right, so I'm going to try and make this real short because it's a great story. Um so I was a very imaginative kid when I was younger. I think I found out he wasn't real probably around 9 or 10. So that's late for some people. Uh me and a neighbor a few years before we found out even went on out of our way and recorded an audio cassette and sang uh, Christmas songs and just talked to Santa Claus. We're like, we're going to send this tape to the North pole. Santa Claus is real. We're going to get one back and sure shit enough Christmas morning in our stockings. We both got audio cassettes like, Oh, you had been dreaming. It's over here from the North pole. We're like, <laughs> Holy great. shit. That's like, incredible. Like, we were, we were, we were dead believers. But when I found out he wasn't real, I think my parents kind of like, all right, let's, you know, be a little sloppy about it. Then, you know, there were wrapped presents in their bedroom, whatever. And we used to go to over, I lived in a neighborhood, Nick, four houses, all had kids of the same age. And so on Christmas Eve, like all the neighbors would go to one house and we'd get it together. And we're there all stressed out, like, it's 12 o'clock. What if Santa Claus misses the house because you're here drinking Sambuca? Like, what the hell? <laughs> we're, we're all pissed off. When we get home, it's probably. 12 30 my parents are good and sauced and i'm still awake i haven't fallen asleep yet and i'm you know i'm laying in bed and i'm hearing crinkling a wrap and paper and uh i don't know what, what the hell's going on and i hear my dad who's jewish to, to boot because he doesn't care he he's, doesn't give a shit about <laughs> santa he's like he, he's perfect like, jesus christ linda did you get him enough presents right <laughs> And I stood on my bed and cried at the end of my bed, and I cried. And then the next morning, you know, I'm opening up my presents. Oh, you're cool, photon or whatever. And they're like, you okay? Like, they knew. And I'm like, you okay. <laughs> it was basically like, yeah, what's wrong? I'm like, is Santa Claus real? Like, well, oh, my God. Well, that's such a, that's, I love how their so, laziness is what spoiled Well, there was it intentional laziness. Yeah, and intentional then I'm like, laziness. But, but then, then who, who recorded the tape? And like it was, it was, it was Uncle Paul. Shit! I wish so, they didn't give I mean, that away. Uh, they you just know what? Left that, that 
that would have been cool, but obviously that's expecting a little bit more, you know, just more of them. But yeah, it's like, oh, you were all drunk. You didn't care. And then I had the fortunate, the unfortunate to break into a friend the next year that comes rollerblading down to my house. And I had to tell him, my mom just told me Santa Claus didn't buy me these rollerblades. I'm like, well, <laughs> welcome to the real world. But it, wait, so, wait. So did you, you spoiled it for this other kid? Just no, because, because what he said, okay. she, I know it wasn't his rollerblades. It was his pads. Okay. And she's like, you make sure you wear those elbow pads when you go. I, I paid good money for those. He goes, I thought Santa bought him. She goes, well, now you know. And oh it, was, it was cruel. So he's like, I'm going to ask you something, and you better tell me the truth. And I'm like, oh, shit, what? And he's like, is Santa Claus real? And I'm like, why, why, why? Are you sure? And he tells me what his mom told him. I'm like, well, and sat in my driveway and cried. <laughs> so, this sounds like the two, most intense conversation between two children. Uh, two, it's just two, like... At the time, when you're only that old? Yeah, of course it is. So, yeah, too brutal. Are you going to tell yours, or did you do it in your previous episodes? <laughs> we we did it in our previous episodes. I, yeah. Dave told his story about finding all the <laughs> gifts hidden in a closet. And I, <laughs> yep. for, I, for, I think mine was just over time. I, I put two and two together. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's kind of like, all right, I'd get I wasn't home. hurt. Yeah, it was whatever. This is like, whatever. There's definitely a, a divide between reality and being a kid when you find out Santa Claus isn't real because like I didn't grow up in a religious family. So if you're religious, whatever, Jesus still exists and he can do whatever. But when you don't have that and you're like, Oh, this seemingly impossible thing. I'm like, how can one person go around the entire world and give presents, whatever. But when it comes down to, yeah, this isn't real. That stuff like that can't happen. You're like, Oh yeah. Damn. Like, wah, wah, wah. Get a I job. Yeah, I compare it to like <laughs> monsters. It's it's weird because when when you're like yeah. six, right? Your parents will tell you when you're six, oh, monsters aren't real, but, but Santa Claus is. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of just comparing the two things. It's really odd. Just like it's taking totally a step justifiable. Back. Of course, like right? oh, don't worry, Freddy won't get you. But this fat man will come down come the down. chimney. He's, he's real though. The chimney yes. that we don't have. Yes. <laughs> And give you gifts. A magical big red man will jump down creepily and give you these right. presents yeah. and, eat, and eat cookies and drink milk. So it's just you, so odd. <laughs> can you imagine being a parent now when all the kids got to do is go on the internet or ask Alexa? Oh. And it's like, that's God. a good point. I didn't think of that. That's a very uh, good point. It's such a, it's such a terrible thing. It's like with technology, all the magic of everything is pretty much ruined. You can get an answer anywhere. Ask Siri. Yeah. Hey Siri, ruin my life right now. So. It's 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 interesting. I have I have like a, a ten year old niece and nephew, and mm -hmm. they're at the age now where and there's a I have another niece who's a year younger. They know, they right. know Santa's. They 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 look at us like. Why are you asking me what what we want for Christmas? That's cute. I thought I thought Santa's supposed to bring it, so it's you that's know, cute, Uncle Louie. Yeah, again, it's like they know they know that Santa's not real, but they're like like living the gimmick still. You know, like they're still like, yeah. <laughs> they're they're playing they're playing into the part, even though they know yeah. it's not real. Like they know at this point. I think right. the younger one, she still believes in Santa. Like she was still shocked to see him. Like. Oh, Santa's coming. We have to write the list yeah. and all that and send it in the mail. So there's still a little bit of an illusion with her of the reality of Santa. But with the other the older ones, nah, they're done. 
That's they threw in the towel. They're just doing it to make us smile, and that's basically it. So they're appeasing they you have, guys. They have conversations sure. like, "Hey, do you think they know that we know? Like, how long <laughs> yes. are they going to keep dragging this on?" Probably, and I'm sure they probably have told the younger one, like, "Oh, Santa's not real. Or you're silly for thinking like he's real." But Ruining she probably ignores the them. Yeah, <laughs> weird. It's it's interesting again the whole concept when you take a step back and just look at it. Uh, one more thing, and, and sure. Dave and I even talked about this too. Did you take pictures with Santa Claus at the mall? Um, yeah, I, there's not. From what I can remember, the, there's. My, I haven't seen a ton of them. Not my parents. I know what's happened. I know there's one of me crying probably when I'm like two years old. Um, I don't remember being a big mall Santa kid because it's like the story I always told was like, look, it's Santa's elf. He relays. It's not really. He relays the message back. He's Santa's like, elf. <laughs> right. Like we didn't, He's dressed. He's an elf dressed up as Santa. That's amazing. Right. Exactly. He's, he's like one of his workers. It's not like you had the stupid elf on the shelf shit now. But oh God, it was I don't like know anything oh, he, about that. <clears throat> don't don't. It's the worst. Avoid like, it. Let's, let's not get into that. My <laughs> friends who were parents, and every night you got to come up with some creative garbage to have the elf do. And oh God, my mom was just like, "Hey, I saw an elf today when you were being an asshole in shop, right?" It's like, oh, fuck. you know, go go fix it. But um, no, um, Santa at the mall, not really. We had a, a family friend who like we'd go over. Prior to Christmas, he would come over and be like, oh, give us gifts. And they're like, oh, it's just another elf that, you know, and he would ride away in his like Chevy, you know, Altima or yeah, yeah. Altima or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, like we knew, but like the mall Santas were always weird. The breasts always smelled weird. They never oh, had God. real beards. You know, when you saw a real beard at Santa, you're just like, mm, okay. So they're like, legit well, now. Like if you go to the mall, they and get, look, yeah. I tell you, they get paid i had a, a really customer was told was offered five thousand dollars to come visit his family christmas morning and he's like i can't you know like i can't i have to be with my family and he's like name your price and he upped wow. it three grand and the guy was like here's eight grand come to my house for about half hour dressed like, up well, as santa we're going on vacation so, wow what a game I mean, yeah hopefully Honestly. hopefully hopefully i get fat which is <laughs> doubtful and this gets whiter and then we can start talking side hustle we're gonna adam claus not there a bad you go side hustle. <laughs> not a bad side hustle just you know right listen you can always just stuff the shirt man you know play it up like that that's exactly. the that's an iconic look the fake belly on the fake mall santa N- no See? kid wants hipster santa they want the real deal i don't know man Twenty twenty. i don't know today yeah. i know hey, they might want hipster santa <laughs> they might <laughs> Go out there Never wearing know. your Birkenstocks. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? That's <laughs> hippie Santa. There you go, Birkenstocks. Wear like your your sail boy, your sail uh, boat boy rolled up Moby <laughs> Dick hat, big uh, beard. Come on, I don't man. need the money that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Some good money there, man. Come on. Yeah, right. But yes, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about the iconic Santas. We've got some interesting picks this year. I think between the six of them. Got a, I've got one basic bitch pick. I'm not going to lie. One of my picks <laughs> is a basic bitch, bitch, and it's something I don't think has come up on the show too much, so I would love both of your takes on it. And and it's something I think everyone, for the most part, enjoys. Um, and Dave, Dave's got a big theme with his this year. There's a theme going on It wasn't on, on purpose. I it know, was not on funny. purpose. It was not on purpose, but he's got a theme, unintentional. And 
another rare thing. We're not starting with Adam. We're not starting with the guest in this episode. We're starting with Dave. Starting with, Dave's request. With, with Dave's request, we're starting with him. It makes a little more sense for me to start, and let's just go right into it now, and you'll see why. New Coca-Cola Santa Packs, the only real holiday refreshment. Look for this display at your store. Holiday refreshments, like we So my first pick for Iconic Santas, number four, is the Coca-Cola Santa. And I'm surprised we haven't brought this up yet, especially the fourth episode in doing this. Because anytime I think of Santa Claus, this is what I think of, is the the Coca-Cola Santa. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just that oil painting, you know, of Santa is what I see every time I think of this. And... This Santa was featured in Coke ads since the 20s. Undoubtedly, Coca-Cola helped shape the image of Santa Claus. The company commissioned artist Haddon Sunblom, I think that's how it's pronounced, was uh, born in Michigan, to come up with a Santa Claus that was actually Santa and not someone dressed like the Jolly Icon. Both wholesome and realistic, Santa debuted for the company in 1931 in Coke ads, such as the Saturday Evening Post... Ladies Home Journal, National Geographic, The New Yorker, and many others. Um, that's why this is why I was like, let me start it off because this is pretty much the start of like the like the Santa iconic iconography or iconic. However, Adam was trying to pronounce it before. <laughs> like this really is the start of it in my you know I, I would yeah. I would go on a limit. It's a safe bet that this is where like the red and white costume right, exactly. and all that comes yeah. from. Yeah, right. So, Santa appeared from 1931 to 1964 in all various settings, delivering toys, children waiting up to see and meet him, rummaging through refrigerators for a snack. I mean, you name it, there's all types of things that Santa Claus is doing, and, you know, they were. you would see the ads, and, you know, all these paintings would be adapted to be featured on, like, store displays, billboards, posters, calendars, and even dolls. And I think... Really, for me, the the takeaway from this entire thing is when you look at that Santa Claus, it really is like a wholesome looking jolly man that's also realistic, but also kind of like ethereal and surreal, if that makes any sense when you look at them. Yeah, he's a little little uncanny valley. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. (laughs) So he's got kind of a weird because he because he looks he's obviously human he's supposed to look human so and they always make him really happy he's got like like he always looks like shocked and smiling and every drinking a coke really happy about that caffeine but but like i said this is this is what when even to this day you name santa claus i'm thinking of the fucking coca-cola can and i I don't think they even put him on the cans anymore but no they traded him for like those polar bears eventually yeah, which are fine too. Those are fine too. I mean, those don't bother me. But yeah, this is. I I think this is this is a good way to start this episode off because this is like the start of Santa Claus. I don't know if you in your research know for certain or not because I have in my notes when I'm, when I knew what you were gonna we're gonna talk about is wasn't he the reason for all the red? Like, is that is that fact that? Uh, so 
I source my information. And listen, I told Louie beforehand, I could have gone on with so many notes about this, but I'm keeping this short and simple. I do believe you're right. The red and the white is actually stem. It stems from, I believe, another someone that else that painted it, that painted Santa in a, I believe, in the middle of a crowd, mm, holding okay. a co- holding the soda, and then he adapted from that. Yeah. So he I saw mean, that, and that's what inspired him to create the right. look of this Santa Claus. Interesting. Um. I was thinking, too, because when you look at certain decorations of Santa, especially like back in the day, especially like if you're religious, he's not red and white. Right. There's all kinds of iterations of him. Right. He's wearing like a big coat and like he he, there's no like the beard and all that's always kind of there. That's pretty consistent. But when you look at other pictures of him before the Coke and even like now we, we associate him with the red and the white. He didn't wear that. It was like green. I've seen like him wearing green yeah. and yeah. like yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. like almost like cult looking garbs, like weird, like religious shit. I, you know, like, I have a friend who lives in Austria, actually, mm-hmm. and gets to experience, you know, the, the actual Krampus festivals and all that stuff. And just as of last week, um, they sent me a picture of, they, they, I guess, right the town Krampus and comes to the house and Along with the Krampus comes St. Nicholas. Yeah. He follows the Krampus. And what I saw in those pictures, he looks like the Pope with a beard. There's no yeah. red. It's it's very gaudy and religious looking. And he has like a staff and the Krampus comes around the house and sniffs around the house and asks the parents like, you know, do we kidnap him and whatnot? And then St. Nicholas <laughs> yeah. comes in and basically says like, okay, if so-and-so is good, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But nothing like what you see. It's It's very thin tall guy with the pope yeah thing not as exciting looking no (laughs) he looks very serious there's also there's also like you know in the the beginning stages like santa was an elf that's why we have the elves you know what i mean like that's again i I kept this simple because i was wow i didn't know (laughs) that i wasn't about to be going down to you know the the uh (laughs) <laughs> the birth of Santa Claus here. So <laughs> that'll be an episode yeah. for another day. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. So I, uh, wait, yeah, you wait, can thank real, Coca-Cola for fucking Santa Claus. Basically pause real quick. Wait. So Santa was originally an elf and that's why now like throughout the years, they just gave him elves. I think, I don't think that's the exact oh, okay. thing, but I was, as when I was reading, like there was different forms of Santa before he was this icon now mm-hmm. and one of the forms was that he was an elf just a oh. bigger fatter more official elf interesting a bigger job also and adam, i'm sure yeah. this is where the elves probably do come in i'm guessing that's where they fit into that's like kind of right. where they got the concept of him those being his helpers right. adam you mentioned krampus now i've yep. never seen i've seen some footage of the parade and stuff like yeah. eventually I do want to go to Germany because I would like Same. to see the whole like Krampus parade and it's festival. Beautiful. Don't they like have beef Santa Claus and the Krampus? Like, don't they want to fight or he's like, isn't Santa Claus supposed to be the one that like, like puts Krampus away or in his place? So they're in Austria. So I don't know if it changes between uh, countries, Yeah. but from what I know is Santa Claus is like the Krampus, Santa Claus uses the Krampus as like the Punisher, so it's a lot more 
dark weird and yeah. german and, and yeah. like sadistic <laughs> a lot so more i don't weird think and german <laughs> yeah like... i don't think it's a santa claus versus krampus thing i think like okay. traditionally uh, krampus is like the deliverer of the negativity yeah and santa claus is like you fucked up you're gonna get kidnapped by krampus so he's, he's basically uh, like an yeah. evil he's an evil santa claus he's a henchman Kramp- yeah he's a hen- henchman of santa I just thought it would be amazing if, like, like in the middle of the parade, they just start fucking wrestling. Like, they just start wrestling a guy dressed as Santa and a guy dressed as Krampus. In the U.S., you get coal. In Germany and Austria and sadistic places the like, you get kidnapped by a demon. You get set kidnapped. On fire. <laughs> wow. So. We're doing it wrong here, man. We should be doing it that yeah, way. No, for Scare real. the shit out of the children. <laughs> the legend comes to life for the very first time. With all the magic, all the adventure, all the wonder. Santa Claus, the movie. Seeing is believing. I'm going to start with my pick because it can kind of piggyback off Dave's. Um, So I'm going to go with Santa Claus, the movie. Classic. uh, Via 1985. Um reason i'm going with it so a few things here so it's 1985 this is a huge budget movie it was 50 million dollar budget and it only made 25 million so that's probably why you don't know about it it's a (laughs) gym it's sad that this is like a rarity that gets bought up because when i saw it as a kid it's a it's a good origin story Mm -hmm. you know hollywood wise um just to kind of summarize so i wrote it's a santa origin story um Chris and his wife Anya are these two people who go around in small villages and I'm, they don't specify the country and deliver handmade toys to children and and you know carves like small wooden what they call bendigums. Bendigums are what they what they know as elves. And they deliver with them to children and one night they're out delivering to children and they get caught in this big snowstorm and it's assumed they either die or ascend to the North Pole because they get caught in the snowstorm. They fall asleep. The reindeer die, whatever. They wake up and there's these elves, including Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. I was about to <laughs> like, say. You, you, have, you have been chosen. This is your destiny, whatever. And they take him to this fancy North Pole and he sees them all making toys. And fast forward, they make him into Santa Claus and stuff that you see is like patches that Dudley Moore's like the head elf and and there's Burgess Meredith as uh, Mickey from Rocky as the elder <laughs> yep, elf yeah. with the yep. largest beard on film ever yeah. like he has eight other elves carrying the beard <laughs> yeah and the reindeer fly because he gives them magic reindeer dust food and yep. and it goes through how he's learning how to become santa claus and whatever and down the line um he ends up appointing dudley moore as the head elf because dudley moore has come up with this way to mass produce toys at a faster rate and it's like oh great whatever and eventually dudley moore's toys become shit because the machines that make them don't work yeah. and the toys are getting returned and he gets banished to New York City where he meets John Lithgow who's a corrupt 
toy maker Amazing. who puts glass Amazing. and needles in toys. <laughs> And Yo, John Lith- John Lith- John Lithgow's fantastic in this movie. John Lithgow's great in everything. Yeah, I was about to and say. He's, he's and the- my, one of my favorite lines from this is how, it, like, it's like, what are we gonna make? Me? He points Dudley Moore. It's like you're gonna help me make Christmas with your flying dust, and children are gonna <laughs> fly and shit. He's like, what are we? What the money we can make? He's like, well, they should be for free. He's like, for free. Yeah. <laughs> and um. I'm getting off track on the Santa Claus element. Santa Claus is played by David Huddleston. Somebody, if you saw outside of the Santa Claus beard, you're like, I know this guy. Where is he from? And then IMDb, he is Frank Reynolds' dead, like supposed dead partner, and it's always sunny. The Christmas episode, oh, one of the greatest Christmas episodes. I have to rewatch that. Yeah, it's, it's been a while for me to remember. It's have the best episode the show it. has ever made. He is also the Big Lebowski and oh. Grandpa Arnold in The Wonder Years. So I'm like, that's where ah. I know this guy from. But you would never know it's him with the beard, like, looks-wise. Right. Yeah. He's the best on-screen Santa Claus. I, I don't think I've seen anybody better because it's yeah. a believable person. He, it's not... It's not hokey. It's not cartoony. It's like, okay, I would believe this totally. And, I mean, it's just such a good movie. Dave, you've seen it. You haven't seen it? I, I've seen it. I've seen okay. it. This was a movie that always played on HBO when I was a always. kid. I remember. It was, yeah, always, right. it was always on HBO, so I remember watching it so many times. I haven't seen it in a few years, so, and you're inspiring me to revisit it. Go it's been, find it's been it a whatever minute. stream. We, yeah. I think we paid money for it to buy it on streaming. Okay, I mean and that's fair. It's so it's long. It's a long movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Santa Claus befriends a homeless boy. The homeless boy <laughs> does the super duper looper in Santa yeah. sleigh, and it's like, oh, the reindeer have never done this before. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm probably not selling it as well as I should. But I promise to anybody who's listening who's never seen this, this is as good as the 80s gets. Yeah, it is. With big budget holiday movies that deserve, like, right now they're, like, A Christmas Story is my all-time favorite movie, period. I'm a Halloween person. I love the movie. Leg lamp. But we talked we talked about that last year. That was one of Dave's picks. Dave, I think it was last year, Dave picked the Santa Claus from A Christmas Story. I was debating that, so I'm glad I didn't. But... As good as a Christmas story is, this to me is probably as close a second as you can come, and it's and nobody knows it. The fact that you guys know it was actually surprising to me because really, it just Two, gets forgotten. Well, three things that stick out to me. So I definitely watch this all the time. Also, I'm pretty sure I taped it off of TV and watched the tape. Oh, all I the definitely time. did. And there's two scenes that specifically have always stuck out to me. It's the beginning scene when the little poor boy like is knocking on the girl's window and she gives him a whole plate of food. That food <laughs> yes. looks so good. Yes, I so forgot. Wow, I <laughs> forgot and, about that. I was that. hoping you'd say. <laughs> and what? And now, I is he downing a Coke or is he downing a Pepsi? It's Coke. He, oh, it's definitely it, Coke. Yo, there you go. Slamming it down. Yo, every time as a kid, I'm like, yo, man, that looks so I good. Think, that meal. I think- I think this is two times you and I have agreed on food looking good, which is yes. this, and I think Garfield 
the yep. Garfield thing. Yeah, the yeah. breakfast yeah. platter. Yep. I, I don't know what she gives him a roll or it's like a piece of ham or something. I'm like, I don't know why this looks so good. It looks so good. He's, he's looking in the window at McDonald's it, and he's chomping down on it, like in the middle of this. Like it's just, it just looks like it's freezing. He's outside yep. the window and she's like, go ahead, eat, eat. So that scene and is it. Are, are they candy canes that John Lithgow was, is is eating and yeah, he starts yeah, levitating? He calls, and he flies away yeah, at the end yeah. of the movie. He flies <laughs> away. And it's because he they take the reindeer dust food and make it into candy canes. Like, we're going to call it Christmas too. <laughs> and and he makes them into Those I think two scenes. Candy canes or lollipops, and he's having like a scarface moment where it's just Yeah, oh, he's like chewing on them. Yeah. And then he's just floats out the window. Most movies, most movies in the '80s end up with the villain, the villain falling into something. The He-Man movie, Skeletor yeah, falls, into yeah. whatever. He just floats away to space. And I think at the up. end you see him in space. I gotta rewatch it. It's been a long Dude, time. Like I haven't I said, seen I, it since a kid. Yeah, it's Honestly. been a, it's oh, been you, years. You have to. Yeah, I think you this holiday do, season, this this year, I'm gonna rewatch it. So we should do an, a a mystery science theater three thousand type <laughs> thing with a rewatch. That would be brilliant. That would be pretty fun. That is it. That is an idea. I do remember this movie having a lot of World Trade Center shots. You see the World Trade Center bunch in it, right? Yeah. And like he flies his sleigh like through like Rockefeller Center. There's like a bunch of different scenes like of him mm. going over the city. They need so. to put that on IMAX in the Liberty Science Center. Like, imagine how, <laughs> how ridiculous that would be. Yeah, I, it's one of those ones, and like you said, it. I guess it it bombed when it came out, so that's yeah, why it kind of Which is weird. That's yeah. so weird to me. Yeah, and me too, because it's it made half the budget. Because it's a Christmas movie. Like I said, it was 25, 25 mil. It was $50 million, and in 1985, $50 million is a lot of money. Yeah, but even if you think about it, like the, and I guess it's because it was more successful, but like the Tim Allen Santa Claus movie is super popular, and right. you hear, you see it all the time, but this isn't. It's really odd, and Dudley Moore was insanely popular in the 80s, right. so it's exactly. weird that, I, I, I'm, I'm curious, I didn't, I didn't do any research, but I'm curious, but outside of the budget, why it bombed it was released I, in november i think too right is the yeah, release like yeah prime prime holiday season yeah, I, think, I think the only thing that probably hurt it was santa claus was nobody anybody knew but yeah. you know what what fat actor at the time would have fit santa claus like norm from cheers like i don't i don't know <laughs> who, who they could have picked that but, would have been but, an interesting take <laughs> yeah no but the guy, it works perfectly. He's, it's. I watch that and I'm like, there's nobody who's pulled off the character on film better and yeah. more believable to like the iconic role. So if there's any any younger listeners here, go out of your way to watch Santa Claus the movie. What's this? What's this? There's cover everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. All right, so. I'm gonna start with my uh, my basic pick first. Okay. <laughs> and he's technically not a Santa Claus, but the entire plot of the movie is him wanting to be Santa Claus. And it's a, it's a movie that doesn't come up that often on the podcast. I feel like Disney has kind of, I guess, oversaturated it, so people sort of hate on the movie. I'm not in that camp. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm not one of those people. 
But my first pick is Jack Skellington's attempt at being Santa from 1993's A Nightmare Before Christmas. I can't believe that's 93. I was only 10. I don't even like I don't even remember it as a kid. Which is I remember the commercial. I think it's something I taped off TV. The, yeah. The end of the commercial where the cat was getting its tail turned for something. Yeah. I, I don't, that's like my only memory of it when it came out. Right. Yeah. I don't have any memory of it when it came out, which is weird to me. Which but. is, which is weird. So I saw it in the theater, you know, mm-hmm. quick, quick, little, quick, little tidbit here about like, you know, our own, I guess, you know, you guys don't even remember when you saw it. I saw it in the theater and I remember my mother buying the vhs at a mom and pop video store was a big clamshell vhs i still have it i have one of them somewhere too and and i remember when it came out you know obviously being a big halloween kid horror kid the movie was like that was it was like my movie like that was was that was my chris you know that was it that was the movie yeah. And, and, you know, whatever, however you feel about Tim Burton, because technically he didn't direct this. He produced it, created the characters. I think he wrote the script. Um, it's not a directed film by him, but his his fingerprints are all over the movie. Right. And to this his day, name is attached. Yeah. People will always say Tim. It's Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, so it will always be synonymous with him. It's it's his baby. And I think there's even images of the characters, him drawing them when he was in college, stuff like that. Um, but the fact that the movie, and we're going to get back to Jack Skellington's attempt at Santa, but the fact that the movie was able to meld Halloween and Christmas perfectly, and it's always like that debate, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? It really is both when you think about it. Yeah. And it's not the, more and so, the, and the divide is equal too. I think I would agree. Like people, oh, it's more of a Christmas movie. The first twenty minutes—it's a short film. It's only like an hour and fifteen minutes. But the first half hour, they're in Halloween Town. This is Halloween. All that stuff. Yeah. All the monsters. There's jack o' lanterns everywhere. It's very much a Halloween movie. And then, yeah, he goes to Christmas Town, but he's only there for a little while, and then he tries to be Santa Claus in Halloween Town, where he's setting everything up. So, I always felt it was both. You could watch it in October. You could watch yeah, it in December. I agree with you. You know? Now, on the uh, subject of people kind of shitting on it, fine, whatever. Emo kids in, like, the early 2000s were obsessed with it. Hot Topic had all the shirts. It got a little corny there for a minute. <laughs> but Amen. I still think looking at it, for, to this day, dude, you go anywhere, you'll see – you'll go to Five Below, and there is a Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas merch there. Like, whatever. It's a popular – you'll also see a Christmas Story merch there. And people – there's not as much hate on a Christmas Story. And I feel like it has probably the same amount of popularity when it comes to the holidays. I just think that people hate on aspects of A Nightmare Before Christmas because – it's associated with like mall hot topic emo kids. That's really why people I think kind of shit on it. Because Although, as a movie, it's a good movie. As, especially a good kind of stop motion film. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, right. of course. 
I, I think my stance on this film is, I, A, I've only seen it once. Okay. Like, I think I've only watched it once. That's, yep. I, I don't remember seeing it as a kid. As, ma- as a matter of fact, I don't think I ever saw it as a kid. Okay. I think this this was just something that I, it was a Disney thing. I was 10 years old. I was like, I, I'm not into that anymore. Like, I'm not, I just skipped it. Yeah. And... I, you know, I remember seeing it probably much later in life and it's great. It is a great movie. However, like I'm also indifferent to it where like it's never going to be like my first 10 choices to ever watch that movie. Yeah. Do you know what my, I mean? <clears throat> I, I am so in line with how it is to how Dave sees it because it came out. It was a Disney thing. I don't watch Disney movies yeah. anymore. I don't care. And then as I got older and into my teens, like my late teens and 20s, I had a girlfriend who was super into it. She's like, you got to watch it. And this applies, and I don't know why, to every Tim Burton animated yeah. like, stop motion thing. They lull me to sleep. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> every time. We're talking like when I finally watched a, like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas in total – I had to watch it in parts because I can't, I couldn't stay awake. And I have one of my closest friends gives me shit. He's like, I don't understand how you don't like this movie. And to an extent, I get it. But my grudge with it is I didn't watch it in its entirety until I was probably 29, 30 years old. Wow. And it was, and it was, and it was a struggle. I had seen it in, I went to see it in the theaters and fallen asleep. Wow. We're talking multiple attempts, multiple failures until I watched it. And I think my grudge with it was, this isn't a Halloween movie, it's a Christmas movie. That's Mm. how I always saw it. I'm like, it's a Christmas movie that's kind of like overshadowing Halloween. Really? When I finally saw it, I'm like, okay, it's kind of equal. And like, do I respect it for what it is? Absolutely. Is it way overdone? Absolutely. I remember in like 1998, my girlfriend wanted a, a the girlfriend at the time wanted a a Jack Skellington beanie that Hot Top yeah, had. Exactly. Was, See, <laughs> but, but the funny part is, is it's the only thing they sold. Okay. They sold it. It sold out. It wasn't a big deal. And somewhere yeah. between 1998 and like 2002, it's everywhere. So I think the oversaturation of it, sure me not having an emotional attachment to it like Dave says. It's like, okay, yeah. it's there, fine, I finally saw it, whatever. But I viewed it as a Christmas movie. Hmm. Like, And when you rewatch it, it's like, okay, there's some great Halloween elements to it. There's a lot also, of great Halloween elements. <laughs> but, it's, but it's also the catalyst for every mall goth aesthetic for the See, next 20 years. <laughs> I told you, that's why people hate the movie. I'm telling you, people hate the movie. It's Marilyn Manson. I know. It's, it's everything Marilyn Manson was when Marilyn Manson came out. And, and I like, like Marilyn Manson. Like, I, sure, I'm not even going to front. But it's like, if I see one more black and white striped thing, it's just like, Jesus Christ. I don't see. I'm see that, and and I might be not that I'm in the minority because again, opinions it's all subjective at the end of the day. But I feel like people pick and choose what to hate on sometimes because I could tell you right now some of the stuff that's come out in the and maybe it's because I'm older. There has been way cringier shit in pop culture than a Nightmare Before Christmas, and even and you're, we, 
and it's product of the time. Like you said, you said you mentioned Maryland Mans, right? I could get people that don't like when Manson came out, if you were and none of us here were 25 when Manson came out, right? Right. When Marilyn Manson was a well, thing, we were, we were all a lot younger. No, Marilyn, yeah. it's just the aesthetic. He was great. Like, it, yeah. it was the first time as, like, you know, a teenager where, like, I'm seeing something that's scaring the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was actually disturbing, and we don't. that doesn't happen anymore. But what I'm saying, it's Willy Wonka and Nightmare Before Christmas melded together, yeah. and that's what Marilyn Manson was for the first <laughs> exactly. 10 years. And then that's why all the goth kids in the mall had like black and white striped stockings and lunch boxes. And it's just, it's just, it's something you couldn't avoid. It was like a bad pop yeah. song. It's like, you couldn't avoid nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you anyway. still can't avoid it. I mean, no. so You're in. Here, here's something that's actually pretty smart uh, on one of the routes for, you know, for the borough that I live in when we, you know, we do trash pickup on Halloween, these people put up one of those giant, skeletons but it was jack skeleton you know like those six seven foot six skeletons that skeletons skeletons that you could buy at home depot so they sell jack skellington ones they just left it up for christmas i mean yeah it's a it's a brilliant move honestly right yeah because technically it's a halloween film and a christmas movie so i think i think the only thing that i that i'm not on the same page with adam as far as we view this movie is i do see it as both both Halloween and Christmas. And so sure. do I. And yeah. I think me, now like that I divide. saw it, now that I saw it as a whole, I can see that. But my initial impression for the 20 something years it was out that I didn't watch it, I was like, oh, this is a Christmas movie. Why? Whatever. Yeah. So okay. it's the initial it. impression is like, okay, this is a Christmas movie that kind of tr- over. Well, I think I can see that too. Trump, I think I see Trump your, Halloween. Your and I'm yeah. like, this is stupid. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. Like I said, a lot of the people that kind of shit on it are because of the oversaturation and the emo mall goth kids. Like, I feel like that's always the excuse. And I'm like, people love Ghostbusters. People love Star Wars. People love all that shit. And I feel like it's just as, e- just as equally in pop culture, it's this giant thing. Like, if you love the, nin- the Ninja Turtles... It's You're just not as over people walking around dressed like Donatello all the time. Not necessarily. I've seen people <laughs> wearing like those cheesy, corny ass hoodies that look like characters. Like I've seen that. Like, and to me, that's just as cringy, my opinion, as you wearing a like whatever fucking Nightmare Before Christmas thing. Like I get it. Like like my wife, she loves Nightmare Before Christmas, but she's also been watching it since she was little. She right. loves the movie. So for me, it's like, that's her movie. We put up our little tree. She wants to watch the movie. During Halloween, she wants to watch the movie because it also has a lot of Halloween in it. So sure. to me, it's a situation. And I always will, you know, I own, I don't own a lot of stuff around the movie, but like I own the little vampire doll from it. Like I have one of those. Like I have some stuff. I have a couple of ornaments in my tree. At the end of the day, if you're a Halloween fan, it's kind of our movie. Like when it comes to the holidays as well, yeah, because that's when you can find certain things. Now, not having any emotional attachment, I get it. It's you know, it it, it just wasn't your thing when you were a kid, and it took you years to to finally watch it. it don't get me wrong; it still has great yeah. characters like Lock, Stock, and yeah. Barrel are great. Oh, they're the, fucking awesome! Yeah, the the pumpkins and stuff in it. Like, just if you watched the first maybe ten minutes of that movie and then stopped, I'd be like, "Yo, this is a cool little thing to watch." It's yeah. just where it went. I get but, it. I get it, man. Like I said, I just, it's a little hypocritical that I've seen people kind of shit on it because of it's popular. Like, it, like, 
like that's to me that's one of the to me anyone that says that shit you're a fucking cornball like that's probably the corniest thing to fucking say <laughs> like in my opinion like oh everyone likes that Bleh. yo that's mad corn you're just as corny as the kids you're making fun of <laughs> you know what i mean like you're just as it's like telling people oh you listen to metallica you're fucking you don't listen to fucking deicide or something you know what i mean like it's, that's fucking corny too you know like so i, I compare it the same thing it's like not everyone's gonna be deep cut with stuff and be like oh i prefer uh, i prefer watching during the holiday season the Santa Claus, Santa Claus, the movie, you know what I mean? Not, and I'm not making fun of you, Adam, but you know what I mean? Like, not everyone's like that. So it's, I just, I, I just, it's find a divisive it, topic. I yes, get it. It's fucking hysterical to me. Like, I always think it's fucking funny. And you know what? And, and you know, being predominantly a Halloween podcast, there is a lot of corny Halloween people. So I will, I will, I will be very 100%. honest about That's true. a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say we're the most conventional looking Halloween, you know, people, but a lot of fucking corny Halloween people out there. But yes, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there and we'll move on to the reason why I chose this briefly. I love in the movie how Jack Skellington is a skeleton, the, 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 the king, you know, of, of Halloween town. He's the pumpkin king. And the concept that he is so bored with Halloween that he wants to be Santa Claus and try to celebrate Christmas in both Halloween Town and regular Earth, whatever dimension the world is in, because apparently Halloween Town's another dimension. And what I love about just his attempt at trying to be Santa Claus and wanting to be. I don't want to say the character because in this universe, Santa's a real person. And the movie does have a Santa Claus, by the way, which is also a great design. You know, the way that he's just odd looking. He's huge with a little head and little feet and a little little arms. And he wears like underwear that looks like <laughs> mistletoe or something. It's really obviously very Tim Burton-y when you watch it. But just everything about the buildup, him wanting... Like him explaining to the town of, you know, explaining to Halloween Town who Santa Claus is and not being able to, like, treating Santa as something scary unintentionally. Sandy Claus and all that, you know, like, like everything about Santa Claus is innocent, but Jack can't, he can't help it but make it sound scary because of who he really is. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I've always loved that and just kind of him building his own suit, him having reindeer that are skeletons. Like he just can't help it that the shit is still spooky because he's spooky at heart. You know what I mean? He can't he can't he can't keep he can't keep that out of his his whole aesthetic. Yeah. And I've just loved that and how well, he that's has what to it is. Up. That's his aesthetic. Yeah. So And think... that goes back to our main conversation about how it's a Halloween movie because even though Jack Skellington's trying to celebrate Christmas all the gifts he's giving can kill people and maul people and attack people. He wants to be this innocent Santa Claus and just can't because of who he really is. I think I that makes me a that makes me a hypocrite too. I proved it. <laughs> when when you said it's like, oh, his, his reindeer are made out of skeletons and yeah. they you mentioned like people you saw just leave 
that out as a decoration in my front yard right now. Still, from Halloween, hanging are skeletons from the tree in the front yard. Just yesterday, I lowered those skeletons, glued Santa Claus hats on them, and put them back <laughs> up. So I'm doing that exact same Perfect. thing. You're saying I, Jack I, Skeleton's listen, It's doing, a good move. So I'm a giant hypocrite. <laughs> but yeah, like just like the, the design of the character, I love how he's got this really shitty beard that's hanging off of him. He's really skinny, Jack Skellington. All of our listeners, you all know what Jack Skellington looks like. And just the way he puts it together, his ho, 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 and then his really creepy shriek that he does afterwards. His entire experience in Christmas Town, where what's this in the snow and the elves? And then you mentioned Lock, Stock, and Barrel having to kidnap the real Santa Claus just so Jack can go out and deliver presents instead. And they're really shitty. Like, they feed him to Oogie Boogie and stuff. Just, <laughs> like, I just love how they were able to take the character of Santa Claus and have this guy put a completely demented, creepy, halloween twist on the legend that is Santa Claus. And, and, you know, he does fuck up Christmas, you know, and then it comes to the realizations to believe in who he is, who he really is, which is the Pumpkin King. And I just love it. And I, I think he, he should be counted as a Santa Claus because technically he took up the mantle of Santa for one night and fucked everything up. So that's why I picked Jack Skellington as Santa, that. his attempt as Santa, because just everything about it, everything about just the way they, they tell the story, because that's really what it, the entire plot of nightmare before christmas is that this guy wants to be santa and celebrate christmas that's literally it and as much as you guys you know you didn't have much of an attachment to it i always will tell people especially people and i feel like guys kind of in our age range a little older kind of shit at odds disney kid stuff but this was a different disney when they produced this movie it was a different time 100 it's got some some pretty underlying dark elements you know one of the funny moments in it is one of the presents that jack leaves and this was in the trailer you mentioned the trailer to the movie i remember it ends with you know the mom comes in she's off screen little boy oh what did santa give you he opens the gift and pulls out a severed head like it's yep. like, a, like a decayed severed head so it's like disney today would never do something like that you know and, I, and you know so i do yeah. think sometimes that if it came out now in our current ages, we would see that, at least for me, and appreciate it differently. For sure. Like, my oh, friend definitely. constantly tells me, he's like, I have no idea how you don't like this movie. I don't get it. It should be your thing. And yeah. it's like, I, I get what he's saying, but it was also, you know, 20-something years, 15-something years before I even saw the whole thing. With, I mean, at, what, 12? Well, it was 12? I wasn't Halloween-obsessed, so mm-hmm. if Frozen version of disney decides like we're gonna put this fucked up claymation movie out and 40 something year old me is like i'm rooting for i'm going to see that exactly i would probably feel differently but you know i don't have that same exposure and the same nostalgia towards it just because of when it came out i get that man i guess that i i understand that part of it and 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 i totally get why you just have no there's no connection to the movie you know, I'm a little bit younger than you guys. Maybe that's what it is, but only by a couple of years. So I don't know. It's just it, it, it definitely made an impact on me when I was 
you know, seven or eight when it came out, I loved Halloween. Mm-hmm. So for a film that takes place on Halloween and Christmas, and obviously as a kid, you love Christmas too because of presents and Santa Claus and all that shit. I was like, this looks like the greatest movie of all time, you know? So again, didn't mean, I'm not shitting on any of the people that, you know, hate the movie because of the, it's, I guess, space it takes up in pop culture and at every store you go to. Um, I think people are a little harsh on it. And I, and, and I also, the main reason why I picked this, I think Jack Skellington's attempt at Santa is both hysterical and also <laughs> a little depressing and sad. Because, dude, when he gets blown out of the sky and falls in the graveyard, it's one of the saddest moments ever. Like, go back and watch it it's, if it's been a while. You're like, damn, Jack Skellington. My man just wanted to be Santa and celebrate Christmas. And they, the <laughs> fucking government shot him down. Now when you buy Pepsi products, you can instantly win one of thousands of PlayStation games and consoles. It might just change your plans for the holidays. So as Louie mentioned earlier, uh, I kind of have a theme with my Santa picks this year. And my second pick is a Pepsi Santa. Um, I mean, honestly, this this one doesn't even hold a candle to anything that Coca-Cola has done with Santa Claus. But it's fun and unique in its own way. Now, this is not the only Santa the company has produced. The company has also produced a classic-looking Santa just like Coca-Cola has. However, specifically, this Santa Claus has gotten a little bit of a resurgence this year, uh, especially from our buds at the Leftover Pizza Podcast. And this specifically cool-looking, cool-shade-wearing Santa that was featured on one of six cans that was released for the holiday season in 1990. The Santa is holding a can of his favorite beverage while donning a green lens pair of sunglasses, chilling with his main cohort, Rudolph, who is also green. If I'm being honest, and in my opinion, the Santa looks like he was pulled right out of Doug Funny's home, Bluffington. And maybe it's Mr. Dink in disguise, but I just felt like I had to choose this one too because it, I, would, I would buy a can of this soda every year if the Santa Claus was on it. <laughs> It is. It is an interesting. The whole. It, you know what's funny? The can that you sent us with like this picture, and I don't. And I, by the way, I don't remember seeing this, like, on the. I shelves. don't know if I remember either, but yeah. I love it. When you sent it to me, I was like, "Wow, this!" Like, I have. Speaking of not having nostalgia for something, I have no recollection of seeing this can in stores during the holidays at all. You know what's weird too? It almost looks like the reindeer is a pool floaty. Around Santa yeah, Claus' waist, that. especially with him wearing the sunglasses and well, like that's green. I know, really. Like what an interesting choice. And it, doesn't it look like that Santa Claus is from Doug? Like oh, that's what sure. I see immediately. That's that's a very good thing because there's something familiar about it. When I looked at it, I'm like, I know it looks similar to something, yeah. and that's that's probably where my brain is connecting it. Yeah, it looks like Mister Dink's fucking dress as Santa Claus. <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> that was good <laughs> it's when so i'm not a soda drinker like i'm just i'm not I'm like ever since i was a little kid water give me water so like this i mean the coca-cola santa thing is kind of hard to avoid but from what i do i mean i don't have familiarity with the can but i vaguely remember like a commercial Hmm. Um, but the thing that I think really kind of shines through in its in a very simply stated way is 
Coca-Cola's image and advertising versus Pepsi's because Coca-Cola is um, purist in a way. I don't know if I'm even using the right term for that. Where Co where Pepsi is like, no, we're the cool kids. Okay, Grandpa. Who <laughs> I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Is, but like Pepsi was, it was always the choice of a new generation. Like in the eighties, that's how it was marketed. And just even by you using those two contrasting Santa Clauses, you, whether one is like this icon, where the other one's like, okay, this is kind of what Pepsi did. Alternative Santa. Right, <laughs> and that's you can use those two things to illustrate such a bigger idea. Yeah, because Coke just has never strayed from being Coke. Coke is warm and fuzzy family moments and polar bears, even though we put cocaine in our soda. And they're, they're, oh they're no, cool. <laughs> that sounds them putting cocaine in their soda sounds more like a Pepsi thing. But you know that we don't talk about that. But uh, yeah, though, because I had I came up kind of like, what do I say about this? I don't know much about it, but when you look at the two things contrasting wise, it's it's. A very simply stated, profound. This is how Coke is. This is how Pepsi is. So, real quick, and I'm gonna. I, I'm trying not to do tangents here because try not to do tangents here. But the Dr Pepper strawberries and cream soda is probably the best soda I've ever had in my life. Haven't had. I'll it. try, <laughs> but I hate Doctor. Oh, it's does so it taste anything good. like Doctor Pepper? Dude, this is what it tastes like. Ready? It tastes like. A Shirley Temple with melted vanilla ice cream in it. Ooh. See, I'm sold on That's that. That's what it I tastes tried. like. I hate Dr. Pepper. I loathe Dr. Pepper. Oh, I like it. But, like, for example, um, the vanilla Coke. Love vanilla Coke. Still prefer You'll like Pepsi. this. Then, But I would try that simply because of that description. I'm like, That's, yep. if it's not re reminiscent of Dr. Pepper, I'm all about it. Especially <laughs> describing it that way. Sure. Yeah, you it's know. delicious. What do you want? What are you doing? God damn it. Nintendo Deer Hunter 3. A shit what you want? Blowing snot all over everybody and fucking whatever. Next, come on. All right, so my second pick. Um, familiar to you, Dave, but not to you, Lou, if I'm correct. I have not guilty. I don't want to say what it is yet, but this film, I have never seen it. Similar to kind of the way you treated Nightmare Before Christmas, mm. I had no interest in this movie when it came out. Okay. I, was I, like, I, get, I also get that. I understand yeah, where you're coming from with that. No interest. And I was, a, I was what, maybe 20 or something when this came out? I don't even know what year it came out. But yes, continue, Adam. <laughs> All right. So maybe I'll change your mind here. Maybe not. So Bad Santa, 2003, falls in line with a lot of christmas movie uh just experience with me because i'm a halloween person we're here because we're halloween people my favorite movie of all time is a christmas story why because it is the most quotable non-waste of film there is every <laughs> scene every line is quotable mm -hmm. bad santa bad santa i saw in the theaters okay and when anybody asks me the question what is the funniest movie you've ever seen in the theaters this is my answer because i went into it knowing nothing mm, this was okay. one of those want to go see a movie sure what do you want to see what's what's out a bad santa sure we'll go see that and eight crazy nights actually falls into this too because it's like it went into it kind of eh, and it was just like 
I can't stop laughing. It Interesting. Is, it is such an over-the-top, crude, like, teenage fart joke level of humor, but mm-hmm. just pathetic in the most funniest way. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can explain is Billy Bob Thornton's character in Bad Santa is when you look at Billy Bob Thornton, you're like, that's how he must really be like. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Named, I can see that were, too. If you were named Billy Bob Thornton, and he just looks like a scumbag, in, like you are a respected Hollywood actor. I think he's won an Oscar for Sling Blade. Yeah. But like when you see him as the character in Bad Santa, you're like, that's who Billy Bob Thornton is. Um, I can see that. And just to summarize, you haven't seen it. If you are intentionally avoiding it because you're like, I don't like this play on Santa Claus, whatever. But the premise of that movie is that him and his midget friend, can we say midget, yep. little person friend? <laughs> little person, little, little person, I think little, it's proper. Little term. person. Played, played, by, played by Tony Cox, may, more maybe more famous from the uh, Dr. Dre, Tupac, California love video. Yeah. <laughs> um, also in Willow. Yeah. Um, also in a few other things. Um, they, he plays Santa because somebody's going to hire that dude because he looks authentic to Santa. They go to malls every year and then they figure he's an expert safe cracker and then they hijack them all on Christmas Eve and take all the money and vanish because mm. nobody's going to find him. A midget and a very skinny. <laughs> I love, so, I love, Adam just keeps using that word. <laughs> oh, canceled, canceled, never to be. Nah, don't cancel again. Adam. He's it's he's, so, it's innocent. It's you can use whatever words you want to use on this show. So I don't the, I don't mind Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the, the heartwarming aspect is is they're in a mall and somewhere and and the child from trick or treat. The, the curly haired kid. Yeah, the kid dying. that gets poisoned. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He poisoned that, I wasn't yeah. a mention. He's younger that. and cuter. He's younger and cuter. Yeah. He 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 befriends this kid whose parent is away and lives in his house and like hooks up with the girl from the Gilmore girls and it's and all star cast. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac oh, like yeah. I'm not I a Bernie Mac. Bernie fan, Mac, Bernie Mac is this. brilliant in this and and John Ritter, two dead people. Damn, John Ritter, John Ritter, underrated, man. He was in a lot of good movies. Best best movie dad ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Stay tuned. Those two are fantastic, fantastic in that movie. Um, So they rob malls, um, but easily by a large margin, the funniest movie I've ever seen in theaters because I went in not knowing anything and I was dying. Mm. It is so crude. Um Thurman Merman, again, also uh, from Trick or Treat, is a bully in Trick or Treat, is an adorable little snot-nosed kid in uh, Bad Santa. He carves Billy Bob Thornton a wooden pickle as a Christmas present. Um, <laughs> there is my... This movie is so goddamn quotable, it's infuriating that there's not more... T- there's not barely any t-shirts you can get. Like, Fraggle Stick Car. I won't even elaborate on it. Watch the movie. <laughs> just look out for Fraggle Stick Car. Um, and yeah, it's just every character is great. It is so quotable, and it is sorely, sorely, sorely not given the respect it deserves. For yeah, it, it does have its niche. It, uh, it 
I, I agree with you that it, it is is definitely underrated, but it also does people that I like I know people that love this movie. I've seen it before. I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember this. If you were to take the Santa Claus from Silent Night, Deadly Night, not not Billy, the one in the beginning, and take away the violent aspect of him, oh, that's what th- that's what <laughs> Billy, that's what Billy Bob Thornton's Santa Claus reminds me of. Just some fucking degenerate with yeah. a Santa suit on. It's yeah. it's a certain kind of humor. I'm I'm a incredibly childish sense of humor, and this it just it it's it's so like I can see people being off put by it, but if like if you cackle at just horrible things occasionally you would love this movie and i want to rewatch it yeah it's it's yeah. so quotable don't there's a sequel i've never watched the sequel mm-hmm. i don't want to because you it's too perfect i don't want to see an attempt to elaborate on it um just so many quotable lines so many memorable scenes and if you haven't seen it watch it will you <laughs> love it if you've avoided it maybe yeah. not but it's it's so crude. I uh, I uh, so when it came out, I was in high school, so I was like the demographic for this. Like I was in high. It was you said oh three, right? I thought it came out later than that. You said oh three, right? Yeah, it was oh three. Yeah, so I was in high school, and I was going to see R-rated movies in the theaters because I remember that was the same year Freddy vs. Jason came out. I saw that in the theater. So, weird how weird how, I don't know why that movie did not appeal to me at all. It's It's Billy Bob Thornton. No, and and, and, and whatever happened to Billy Bob Thornton? He just vanished. You don't ever hear about him at all anymore. Weird. Interesting career. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just never it just never appealed to me. I just never was curious to watch it. I think I've seen clips when it plays on like USA or some shit on TV, but I've never sat, paid attention, and watched the movie. And I might have to this year just because you and I are friends and you when love it you so do, much. <laughs> so when you do yes. make sure you are watching an unedited version because there is mm, that- good to know. And Forty Year Old Virgin are the two movies that come on on like TBS or something when it gets yeah. edited. It's butchered. Yeah, yeah. Like, make sure you watch it unedited because there'd be a lot of editing. But yeah, I gotta watch it. This was yeah, one of the I ones. I like, want your I want your review when you see it too. All it's, right, I will. I'm gonna so try good. to watch. I'm gonna try to watch to see where it's streaming or something. I'm gonna try to watch it. Before, like before the year ends, like th- this holiday season, I'm gonna watch this and both your picks and revisit Santa Claus the movie because I, I, for, <laughs> I'm not. You don't owe that to me, but for as much as I've respected both your suggestions and become lifelong fans of both of, of those things, I'm like I'd like to think I have at least a little bit of a good uh, barometer of okay, like I believe it. I, I'm sure it's good. Again, I think. Teen, like 17 year old Louie just had no interest. Like, that was not the type of movies I wanted to watch at the time. So, if I, think I knew for what me, it was, mm-hmm. if, if I knew what it was before I saw it in the theaters, I'd be like, oh, that sounds kind of stupid. Yeah. But I was, I was hit with, I had no idea going into it. And once you see it, you're like, holy shit, this is ridiculous. Mm. And, and what's good too is, as like an iconic Santa, that's like, that didn't even come to mind. The name of the movie is Bad Santa. He's and, portraying and is, a Santa. It is. Yeah. 
So I agree, it is. Yeah, crazy. Crazy that never in my mind, like when Dave and I have done these episodes in the past, that was never one that just popped in our heads to talk about. Because obviously I had never seen it. And Dave, yeah. it sounds like he maybe only watched it once. So I've only seen it once, but it so, yeah. was a while back. I remember liking it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So it, I, I think it it got the reaction out of me. It did because I was clueless. Mm, yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. go in there with any inclination of what was right. going to happen. And then it's just like, this is way... Pleasantly surprised. That's yes. what you were, yeah. Now, a magic motion picture transports you to an over-the-rainbow land, past the doors of Santa's towering castle and the strange, mysterious, all-seeing eye into a fantastic crystal laboratory filled with weird and wonderful secrets no one has ever seen before. You'll see them all, and you'll discover how Santa can watch every child on Earth. So we're saving the most outrageous for last. I guess so. I guess you're right. (laughs) The most ridiculous for last. My second and our last pick here for 2023 iconic santas part four i'm picking the santa claus from the 1959 slash 1960 mexican film (laughs) santa claus versus the devil (laughs) that's that is a real movie now it's still it's still an ongoing fight there's still a battle between the two of them going yes. on as we speak. It will be lifelong. So real quick, the reason why there's two versions, 1959 was when the film came out in Mexico. And then 1960 is when it was re-edited, redubbed for America, for us. So there's technically two versions of this movie. Um, apparently, which I thought was really interesting, none of the actors who dubbed these characters for the american version have credit in the film crazy hmm. weird wild i know 1959 1960 hollywood was a different filmmaking was very different i guess now i'm gonna give you guys a very quick log line here of what the plot of this movie is the movie literally is Santa Claus versus the devil. That's the plot of the movie. The devil <laughs> sends a demon named Pitch to Earth to sabotage Christmas and kill Santa Claus. He tries to use children to be naughty and do terrible things. He tries to light Santa Claus's ass on fire in one scene. Literally lights up a chimney as Santa's coming down. He is trying to corrupt Santa Claus's Christmas Eve night delivering presents. Satan hates Santa Claus and he must be destroyed. And real quick, Pitch, the devil demon character, the most inept demon ever. And I want to I describe him real quick before I go into Santa because the, as funny as it is, the Santa Claus is the more outlandish and strange character between the two. The devil's actually pretty normal between the two characters. So the devil character, Pitch, he's literally a classic devil, all red, big horns, little onesie type deal, chest piece. It looks like he's wearing like a onesie. He's got like the goatee at the bottom. Really odd looking. Dave, you know what this guy reminds me of? Let me see if you know. What does this devil, his look remind me of? I want to see if you 
if it comes to mind. What does this guy remind me of? Give me a hint. We talked about it. The guy had a phone number that you had to call. You tried to call it on air and the number oh. didn't work. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot what that I, – I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so, it, was, it was like that uh, – shit. I, I know what you're talking about. I forgot so, the name of it. Uh, yes, I totally – oh, wait. Is that the, is that the um, Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, thing? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The preacher. Yeah. So yep. there's this – Great hollow anti Halloween one eight hundred preacher commercial where he wants it's a prayer hotline. This guy's dressed up as the devil and he's telling people to celebrate Halloween because it's evil and they should go to hell with him and blah blah blah. So this guy looks in Santa Claus versus the devil. He looks yeah, he reminds me of yeah. that dude to a T, the most standard stereotypical devil character. But in a movie titled Santa Claus versus the Devil. Santa Claus is way creepier and strange in this movie, funny enough. So, as far as Santa Claus looks, standard stuff looks like the Coca-Cola Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. White beard, heavy set, jolly, red and white. Very, He looks like a mall Santa. It looks like a costume, not the most... I guess, accurate depiction of like what the beard and wig and all. It looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume, if I'm being honest. It's not the most detailed Santa outfit. But it's not really the costume that I love. Everything else about this Santa. First thing, this Santa lives in outer space in a castle. Typical. Yes. Fair. That's yeah, fair. Not, not the North Pole. My man is in outer space in a floating castle that's like its own planet very He's got the odd. right idea now something else about this santa that's unique to this film we talked about elves earlier no 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 this santa claus does not have elves this santa claus has children as his slaves from different countries <laughs> he basically has the cast of it's a small world after all at disney <laughs> As his elves, they literally make the toys, they run his castle, they run his factory. It is strange. And this is all legitimately little Mexican and Asian children. He's running a sweatshop with immigrants, <laughs> this Santa Claus. It is fucking strange. iPhones and Nikes. Dude, literally, children. There is a little Chinese child, a little Russian child. This is, I am not lying to you guys. Oh, well, (laughs) we will leave that right there. But yes, children from. There's some shit right here. Yes, he's got African children hitting fucking Congos. Very odd. I am dead. This was made in 1959, so very stereotypical. So it's a small world. Literally, I am not shitting you. It's a small world are his little helpers. The movie, first 10 minutes, Santa Claus approaches this piano with a scream and he's for 10 minutes this song is like 10 minutes long he goes through every country and they each perform a little diddly to what country they're from right specific to their their region it is so fucking odd but i will say shout out to south america because they got this one little boy with maracas like really getting into it <laughs> they cut to him and this kid is like really latino he's really fucking it's fucking great dude it's so fucking ridiculous like 
this should not be a real movie, but it is. But it is. Now, that's not the end of it. This Santa Claus. Now, how does Santa watch Earth and all the children on Earth? Telescope? Yes, but not any telescope. (laughs) This telescope, first he has a control panel that is a face. It has two giant lips that talk. And the telescope, which he has one of the little slave children operate and look through, is an eyeball that hangs out and looks down at the planet. This shit Perf- is an acid perfect. trip. This movie is an ass. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Doesn't end there. Once again, this is all in Santa's castle. Santa's also got this gentleman named Mr. Merlin, who is... A wizard that looks like Merlin, who is the one that creates all of Santa's magical powers. He has his his dream dust, his invisibility flower. Dream dust dust is making... Sounds like Santa Cosby. (laughs) Yes. Dude, dream dust is making... uh, That's another theme in this one. Dream dust. Yes, dream dust. He's got, got, I think, a, a, a rose that makes him invisible or float. Sounds like a very odd. His reindeer. Yes, he comes out. Oh, there's a scene where he's got one of those like machines that trims your fat and jiggles you around. And then he practices going down the chimneys. That's all in his castle. Now, Mr. Merlin and their they have a strange interaction when Santa Claus goes up to him asking for these like special dust and stuff. So Santa's also got a guy named the Keymaker who creates a key to open any lock in the world. And my man is a shirtless, bearded man with fake chest hair like, <laughs> pasted to him and a big beard. It is, this is the oddest, this is, this? is the most strange shit I've, like, I'm t- you guys have to watch this movie. This doesn't end in an orgy, does it? it <laughs> not the version I saw. So, but again, all of this is batshit insane. Santa Claus doesn't have real reindeer. They're like robot reindeer that he winds up like a giant toy. They're white. And you would think the devil would be the strangest thing in this movie. Nope. It's Santa Claus and his little slave children. He uses a magic umbrella that helps him float down. Dude, everything about this. I'd say if you don't want to sit through the whole 90 minutes, watch the first 30 or 45. Highly I watched the clip. Yeah, it I watched the, the clip, clip too. I didn't said. know any of this was going. Right. Dude, but it's the, bizarre. The, those sets are awesome, by the way. Oh, dude, yeah, there's, a sequ- oh. there's a sequence where a little girl, because he goes into the children's dreams. A little yes. girl's having a dream, and she wants to steal this doll, and she's not going to be naughty because then Santa won't bring her any gifts. She's like a poor child, and she's in this magical looking hall with fog and all yeah, these awesome. creepy it's awesome creepy looking women in like synchronized dance are dancing around her with these insane masks on the, it is this movie is crazy it's wild the first 45 minutes when the actual this- verses of santa claus and the devil happens towards the end and he's delivering presents it kind of goes downhill from that's kind of boring it's still ridiculous but not as good but those first 45 minutes, 
bananas. Starting and to think this was made by a Mexican drug cartel. I, I, someone was on something when yeah. they wrote this script. Now, I first watched this movie when Mystery Science Theater 3000 did one of their parody watch-along video episodes. This was like in the late 90s, early 2000s. I watched this movie maybe 20 years ago for the first time, and that's how I watched it. It was like on the Sci-Fi channel, and it was a rerun of Mystery Science Theater, and this was the movie they watched. And I was like, what is this crazy, crazy (laughs) shit? And this crazy-ass Santa Claus with slave children. It was, it's crazy it's just wild it's just i want to watch the whole movie. thing where this where, is bad so where santa is gonna have to be yeah you're gonna have to look it up on letterbox he is on tu- this movie's on tubi you can watch this on tubi it's okay. free on tubi it's, it's, okay I, very tubi i Wonderful. also think, it now <laughs> i also think it's on youtube in its entirety so you can watch it there too but when i tell you this is probably the strangest depiction of santa claus you'll ever see I can't think of anything else that would top it. It is between the It's a Small World Children, his hairy key maker guy, Mr. Merlin. <laughs> the fact that he's fighting the devil is honestly like low on the list. The fact that that's even a plot point isn't the strangest thing in this it's movie. It's irrelevant. It is. Yeah, it, it, it's just crazy. It's just weird. It's, it's so streaming weird. on a bunch of things, by the way. Yes. And okay. any of the listeners, and I know neither one of you have seen it in, its full, in, in full, but you've seen clips. This is something that needs to at least be skimmed through. to be, like, It has to be seen to be believed. It is crazy that this was made, and apparently it was successful. This was what? a successful film. And I'm only scratching the surface of some of the odd shit that pops up in it. It's just fucking crazy. It's called Santa Claus versus. There's a lot of religious. It's undertones. actually just called Santa Claus, according the, to. Yeah. Um, I think Letterbox. the I think the um, like the Mexican original from '59 was just called Santa Claus, right? And then when they marketed it here, they changed it like in certain releases and stuff as Santa Claus versus the Devil. So right. crazy shit. That was the theme. Like, there's another movie called um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which I don't want to get into because that could be a future. Mm-hmm. pick that's another odd fucking strange movie and the fact that they even had santa claus versus like versus against any of these people are going against aliens the devil crazy head of its time <laughs> so that's my final pick i yeah, wanted to end it 60s. here with insanity and I, I, i'm assuming you guys don't have you much, i don't think you guys have much to say because you guys haven't seen this right what did you guys think Quickly, what did you guys think of the, some of the stuff I showed you from this I, film? I love the aesthetic of it. So, I, you know, it was very, uh, you know, all those soundstage things always to me are very surreal looking. Mm-hmm. And I watched that like seven minute clip, six and a half minute clip. And Damn. I was just like, it looks wacky. <laughs> and I would definitely, I just added it to my watch list. So Watch it. It, it was, is, yeah. it's crazy. Your description of it in the six minute clip that I think Dave and I both watched leads nowhere i mean i put my notes were love the set of hell i thought that was cool <laughs> the uh, love devil, the set of hell the devil's ballet moves were on point and santa has an arrow launcher that yes. shot him in the, like and this was nothing compared to the details you went into <laughs> yes. so right i think i think yeah it's required watching i mean you it just went darker 
with everything you said. <laughs> with the you children. Know, like, the children's where you where, where the line is drawn, right? So there. get Whoa. this, get this. There's Merlin, and then Merlin comes out, and then Santa Claus's giant eye watches the children on Earth, but the China the China and the Russian slave children, then there's the key master. It's just like, are you what kind of drugs is required to totally like I mean God. Yeah, this is this is a wild one. So real quick, close out the episode. What would each of you pick from the six without picking your own? We'll start with Adam. What are you going with between the six picks? Which one's your favorite? I mean, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it, it's it, uh, Santa Claus versus the devil. Like, it's just too, it's too left field not to. Okay. Right. You haven't even seen it, but you want to see it now just yeah, because it's, it's of my a... description. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Dave? 1985 Santa Claus. Oh, I figured that was mm-hmm. going to be I yep. figured that was going to be your pick. And I'm right what there you? with you. I'm right yeah. there with you. Yeah. I I I it, like Adam picking that made me want to watch the movie again. Like it had oh, yeah. years. I don't, yeah. It almost had forgotten about it, like most people have. Same, and same. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it inspired us. So that we'll call that the champion of this episode. Santa yep. Claus, the movie from '85, uh, is the sure. champion. That works. With Santa Claus versus the Devil being a, a close second <laughs> there, just because of how ridiculous it is. Both of those movies should be watched by everyone this holiday season. In case you hadn't noticed, I'm a motherfucking dwarf. So unless you got a forklift handy, maybe you should lend a hand, hmm? So that was Iconic Santa's Part 4. Adam, thank you once again for joining us. This was a blast. It always, always is. a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I genuinely looking forward to do, doing this. Um, if you do five, count me in. Where can people find you, Adam? Great Pumpkin Project on Instagram, The Great Pumpkin Project as a website. Go there, pumpkins. Don't worry about it till next October. Lord knows I'm burnt out on it. So just, yeah, when October comes, check that out. Or now, whenever. Happy Merry Christmas, not pumpkin thing right now. And be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com. For links to all things Haunted Hangover related, including our Patreon page, which features bonus spooky content. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. (laughs) Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays.